From here on Earth 616 to the multiverse, this is the Marvel Guys Podcast. Your number one source for everything Marvel. Reviews, characters, comic books, new releases. It's all right here. Now, let's welcome your hosts, Jordan and Spencer. Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. It fell from the sky many years ago on a world without a name. I picked it up and butchered my first gods. And then as I stood there, baptized in their blood, a question formed in my simple little brain. I wonder if there are more. Gore the God Butcher is our topic today. How are you doing today, Spencer? That was epic. Uh, feeling great, man. This is awesome. This is an episode I've been looking forward to for quite some time, and a character I've been looking forward to seeing in the MCU for quite some time. So, Gore the God Butcher, being portrayed by Christian Bale in Thor Love and Thunder, is our next mega villain of sorts. Mm. Uh, an awesome character from the comics. A, a legendary figure in Marvel lore, which has done quite a bit of destruction and seems to always find a fight with Thor, the guy that we've grown to know and love in the MCU. So today we're going to introduce the character Gore the God Butcher to you and have an in-depth conversation on all things Gore related. Yeah, so that was a direct quote from Gore. Um, who, yeah, when we first are introduced to him, it's on like a nameless planet. Um, his people are kind of, I mean, it's like in a deserted area, kind of like weird planet. Um, but they all uh, have belief in gods. Um, he's faced with like the deaths of like his wife and sons. Um there's a really crucial scene that I hope we get in Thor Love and Thunder with uh, his son Agar because um, I think Christian Bale would crush that scene. But anyways, uh, they they die. And when they die, he basically says, like, curse these gods. They're, they don't exist. And in doing so, he's, like, shunned by his people. Uh, and because he's shunned, he's left out in this, like, deserted wasteland part of the planet um where he wanders aimlessly um and then he sees two gods fighting one of which is null who's like the king of the symbiotes um and the other one is a like gold armored like purple looking god um this god this nameless god uh like kind of clings to him and is like, Hey, like help. Like I need help. And Gore sees this and is attached to the all black and then dons the all black necro sword for the first time and kills both. Uh, and in doing so, yeah, he wonders if there's more gods out there. He's shocked that there's gods that exist because to him they didn't. And now he's just killed two, and then he goes on this quest of killing as many gods as he possibly can. And that is 
his background, uh, things that he's done, uh, things that we know. We know that the all-black necrosword was used to uh, behead a celestial, uh, which became the planet Nowhere. Um, we also know that this is directly tied into the symbiotes because of the existence of Null, the existence of Gore. They are tied to the All Black, which is basically the foundations of what would become Venom, Carnage, all of those people. Um, and Gore himself, his history and, and the things that he has done with the time travel aspects of going to the past to fight a young Thor, going to the future to fight an older Thor. Um, his mere presence and his identity uh, kind of is weird in that it makes Thor uh, not worthy. It's very strange, but he's not worthy of Mjolnir, uh, which I think we kind of get a hint of in the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder now that Lady Thor is present, Jane Foster. Um, you also have the God Bombs, which are a creation of his in order to basically wipe out all gods in existence uh, which is just a crazy, crazy powerful item when you really think about, you know, we just did this episode on gods. You have this one item that he's created that will literally destroy all of them from existence. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting into like an Omega level character right here with Gore, potentially. It depends on how they're going to do this, but that is a background that are so those are some things that... Uh, He's done or achieved, if you want to say that. <laughs> yeah, Gore the God Butcher. Fantastic. Yeah, Gore the God Butcher is is such a such a cool character. And what is also neat is that you do kind of need to go back into the symbiote history to, you know, get into into Gore. So <laughs> it's fun that you get to start with Null and um, all black, the necro sword, and um, the source material from from which um, you know where Null dies, and you know his entity, his symbiote, uh, crawls onto Gore is such a cool moment because it's it's this like immensely powerful being uh, that is clinging to somebody for life. And in that moment, it rescues this desperate man from his own desolate, you know, lonely life when he's lost his family, um, you know, being like outcast from society. It's really a cool character and something that I think it's a great time to introduce him mm -hmm. because we're reaching a level of power in the MCU where he can he can kind of stand and. Thor itself, um, or Thor himself, I should say, has really grown as a character, and he's le uh, ready to, you know, face a, a, a power of this level, um, not on his own probably, and I doubt we'll see him fight one on one. It's not typically what happens with these MCU villains, uh, but it's it's really going to be a fascinating story because it seems like in the comics, from my point of view, mm -hmm. these two always kind of lead back to one another absolutely absolutely because well thor is a god um and so just based on the principle alone gore wants to slay every god possible and so 
um, they, they, they have, they are intertwined and they almost have to be. Um, but you're also, when you're talking about Gore and you're talking about Thor, like you have to look at some of the things that Gore has done and that will, I think, prepare, it'll prepare you, I think, for something that's like not achievable, but you're like probably going to go into Thor, Love and Thunder, like, oh my God, what am I about to see? Yeah. You know, like we're talking about a guy who enslaved gods, like literally enslaved gods. Like just the, the, the that sentence the God of torture. crazy. Yeah. That <laughs> sentence just is insane. It doesn't even compute. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, the, the, the mere idea of having a God bomb like that, like that just, wow. Um, so yeah, we're, <laughs> we're in a place right now where like, these things might not be possible, but they might be possible. It might be something that happens. We're talking about the multiverse too. So like what could happen is in this love and thunder, you could have him time travel and go back and fight young Thor from a different, like a different universe and use the God bomb to destroy all the gods in that universe. But then he time travels again because what do we know of time travel right now? Right. We had a singular timeline. Enough. We had a singular timeline for the first like three phases of Marvel. Yes. That's now erupted. So mm-hmm. time travel in our universe before was very well thought out, very well planned. Everything was yeah. according to the timeline. That doesn't exist anymore. Nope. So when we go back in time and stuff like that now, you're basically creating other realities. So if you have gore going back and forward in time and stuff like that, you're getting into very like unprecedented territory uh, in a sense, at least for the MCU where you're going to have like it, it, you might as well call this Thor multiverse of madness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, this, it could be that crazy. Yeah. And I'm just, I can't wait to see where they go with this story um, within Thor, because like, as as you've mentioned, there's, there's things he's done to Thor that almost nobody else has been able to do. Um, he really had the opportunity to kill Thor and didn't completely take it. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat him within, you know, an inch of his life. And ultimately, you know, Thor was able to take him on. Uh, but that's because he's the main character. It's not yeah, because he's more because, powerful. Right. So don't get that twisted. Gore the God Butcher is going to come in. He's going to wreck shop. He's going to kill a whole lot of people probably. And Thor is not going to have a good time. No. Um, regardless of who it is um, that helps him along the way, it's going to take more than just Thor to take out Gore the God Butcher because Gore the God Butcher is a desperate man. Um, and Thor, in his own way, had to find a desperation to become the, the powerful Thor he was uh, that was able to you know, help kill Thanos. Um, so we've, we've seen desperation play a big part in unlocking the most powerful sense um, uh, or the most powerful uh, version of yourself. However, the one thing to remember and something we discussed in the gods episode, there's a balance um, to, to Marvel and, and comics and everything. And good always does at the end of the day defeat evil. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. And so when you look at the story of Gore, probably his one downfall has been that ultimately he in turn has become what he hated. Yeah. And that is really a story that we see a lot with villains where they find a reason to be upset at things. He doesn't like gods. He doesn't like the powers they have, the ability to um, destroy and create. 
and rule who gave them the right and now he's going around killing all kinds of you know gods he doesn't seek out innocent um but he's not afraid of killing somebody in his path for um the the type of glory he's seeking when he kills these gods so if you're in his way um he will destroy you he, he doesn't it's not pleasurable to him but he is ready to take out the next god and it kind of leads to um just this fascinating arc between the the good and the evil the desperation of good the desperation of evil and the two different stories of both people who are mirror images of themselves that are from different backgrounds and went different ways because thor lost everybody mm-hmm. uh, he fell into depression and when um when gore lost everybody he fell into rage mm-hmm. and because he was given this opportunity from the all black uh he he turned that rage into absolute destruction and thor um depressive state obviously gained the weight and then ultimately he got another opportunity um his all black was the ability to travel back in time and do all this crazy stuff um so it's it's really fascinating when you look at it from that perspective we see a mirror image of two people who are of similar power structures who came from completely opposite backgrounds but had basically a similar life journey. Yeah, very, very similar life journey. I think Gore's story as well is kind of like a story that's as old as religion itself. When you talk about gods and stuff like that, it's kind of easy to to, to, to bring it to reality and, and look at like religion um, as a whole. Like some people choose to look at death and stuff like that as like a form of a test, you know, it, it tests your faith. Um, like when you talk about like, you know, someone who like, for instance, say they're religious and their family is religious, they're uh, whatever sect you want to believe in, whichever one it is, um, and say their mother dies of cancer, right? And they're very close with their mother. It's like you you get into that headspace of like, well, how can a God exist if there's this cancer that just takes this person from me, you know? just just like that it's all gone never see that person again you know um that's kind of like gore's story basically like yeah how can these gods exist when my people are dying and you know it, it it's 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 a story of kind of like a temptation you know because yeah the all black attaches itself to him and he becomes tempted with all this power now and he has all of this revenge built up within his heart. So it's going to be a very, uh, it can, it, it could be a very emotional journey. Like I said, especially if they show the, the scenes with him and Agar, like with him dying and yeah. stuff like that and him having to tell him like, yeah, you know, gods exist, stuff like that. Like, Relatability. Well, yeah. Very relatable. Within villains. And they could not have picked a better person to play Gore. B- Isn't based that off exciting? Of that. Yeah. That's so exciting. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very looking, very much looking forward to the portrayal of Gore in this movie. Um, cause yeah, it, it's been a long time coming for me. I think I've been wanting to see this, but I will say there's one thing that even above that, that I want to see the most. And that's just null. Yeah. If we, if we actually get null He's in the MCU, way. 
I don't know that he'll have his own thing. He might not have his own story or anything like that, but he'll be at least be there. And to, to at least be there and to have a scene where he's in there. We like can that's, see a dead null on a background story here. Yeah. It wouldn't shock sure. me. I don't think it'd be early on. It may be... At, at some point in this movie, Gore has to be empathized with, mm-hmm. you know? And they always do a good job of that. So I, I have no doubt they'll give us a scene where it's like, oh, he's lost everybody. Oh, maybe I would lose my mind too. You mm-hmm. know, they did it with WandaVision. They've done it with Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, th- his backstory reminded me a lot of, uh, actually, believe it or not, a Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. And uh, when he was interviewed um, about kind of like the existence of God and things like that, he, he said, quote, every time I talk about God with someone who is a believer, God is all powerful and all knowing and all good, right? good is a big part of this and then i look at all the ways earth wants to kill us you know a tsunami takes out a quarter million people hurricanes earthquakes tornadoes floods and i add all of that up either the god is not all powerful or is not all good but it can't really be both given all the ways the universe wants to kill us and if earth is not finished killing you there is the asteroid that could come in an asteroid rendered 70 percent of all life forms extinct the famous one 65 million years ago that took out the dinosaurs so there are so many ways to die at, the, at not at the hands of someone else who has free will that I don't know what is the nature of the God that you are talking about. Yeah. Is that not Gore, the God Butcher's story? <laughs> you know, kind like of, basically yeah. saying, yeah. okay, gods must not be real because we're struggling here, man. Mm-hmm. We, we're dying left and right from famine, from, you know, all kinds of disease, all these things. And he's going, well, okay, I accept that. We don't have gods because we're dying. And nothing good is happening in my life. And then when he finally discovers, oh, God, there's gods. They just don't care about us. Right. He's like incensed. Mm-hmm. And there's this, you know, this moment where he's just like, well, they have to die now. Yeah. Why should they live in their peace and their comfort it's, when we're struggling? It's kind of like that whole thing of like, you know, if you ask a depressed person about this kind of situation, there might be this whole like thing of like, you know, uh, well, I didn't ask to be created. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I didn't ask to be here. Why did you create this place if it's going to be like this? You know, if some suffer and others thrive and there's no real balance. And, you know, like we look at like you could get into a whole spiel about like, you know, just this country alone or something like that and kind of go off of that. But like, you know, and to, and to Neil's point as well, you know, hey, a supernova, if that happens in our system we wouldn't even have time to like react to that the yeah. the, the planet would just just be destroyed from the perspective so of gore you can understand oh so gods exist but they let us live this horrible yeah meaningless life. so yeah when you when you extrapolate that into a comic book wanting to kill all the gods and having the power to do it I'm not mad. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah. He lost his family and and when people lose their family and they have literally nothing left, well, how do you blame them right. for anything they do? Obviously there's a a a sense of good and and wrong, right and wrong. Um and that is a battle that you have within yourself, but but Gore is just like he's he's been fed so much evil that he just snapped Mm -hmm. no pun intended and he's just like on this journey and it has now led us to to thor what i really am am 
I really want to know and I wish I could know it right now, but I don't because I want to see the movie and, and be excited. What led him to this moment? Have you thought about that much? Which one? What this, led Gore to this, this moment? moment? With Gore entering Thor and and Olympus and all this stuff, what led to him finally approaching Thor? What led to this battle? I know eventually he was going to get to Thor, but is there something? Was there a catalyst? Is it something, an event that's happened? Do yeah. you have any thoughts on that? Um, I would say it's probably going to be the annihilation of Olympus. I would assume, at least. You know, we're going to be shown Olympus. Usually, things that are, uh, <laughs> we, we look at this in, in, in Marvel history, things that are painted gold, things that are flashy, things that look right. amazing, usually get destroyed. And from what we've seen of uh, <laughs> things things that we've seen in Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, we've seen a lot of like very beautiful places and things like that, and then they end up being destroyed. Asgard's a perfect example yeah, of that. The Penny Capital. Uh, yeah, the Penny Capital. So, um, yeah, I would say that that would be one. And I think obviously we talked about this before too. Like this is where Ares could come in. Um, and that could be the thing that kind of helps Thor win the day is that you have an enraged Ares over the, the death of his father, even though he was probably trying to usurp him. <laughs> it was still like, yeah, but he's you know, trying to usurp him. He doesn't want somebody yeah, else to kill him. Try, yeah. He doesn't you want somebody else your, to kill him. You can hurt your brother, him. your sister, yeah. but when somebody, but when somebody else, them, yeah. Yeah. And now there's nothing to usurp because now Olympus <laughs> is destroyed and then there's nothing the, there. The, the car, what do you do with it? Right. So, yeah, uh, this could be easily, I think, where Ares could come in. Yeah, um, because I, interesting. I don't see, and, and, and people are might going to hate me for this, but I, I don't see Jane Foster, Thor, kind of making it out of this movie personally. Yeah, well, I just don't see the movie that creator already said that. Thor is not passing the torch to her. No. So if she's her She'll own storyline. She'll be her own line. character. Yep. Or be her own story. And she may have something later on. I just don't see. I could see where they could go with it, but I don't know that they would. Who could Gore kill that maybe hurts, but would really impact how we see him? Like, who do you think, what level of character do you think he could kill realistically? Hmm. Do you think we could kill Thor? Yeah. Not in that sense, but It yeah. obviously depends on Chris Hemsworth and all that. Chris Hemsworth has stated that he would play him forever. That's, well. So, like, that's a, that's e- a Eternity thing. is a, a scary <laughs> thought. Yeah. You know, it, there it has to, the reason life is beautiful is because it does end at some point. Mm-hmm. There's an urgency. So, you don't want Thor to be around in 15 years. Like, mm-hmm. that's just not unless he's just some old, you know, part-time, you know, introductory character. But yeah, I mean, I don't think Thor, I I think, so this is what could happen, right? You could have that scene where Gore goes back in the past. Mm -hmm. You could see a scene where in doing so, Gore is now in a different universe or something like that. And there's a Thor there that is played by Chris Hemsworth as well, where he dies and he slaughters everybody. And that's how you set up this whole thing with him being back in the 616. And it's like, oh, no, because we've seen this play out now. Uh-huh. How is this going to be different? Will it be different? And I think Zeus could be somebody that he kills. You won't have an emotional connection to him because it's the f- he'll be in the movie for like 15, yeah. 20 minutes, you know. And probably about five minutes screen time. Right. So 
that could be a thing. I don't think it would be. It, it, it could be, but I don't think it would be Valkyrie. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Jane, I, I that's what I'm wouldn't saying. Be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it's Jane because when you look at the the promotional stuff that they've done for Thor so far, you've seen somebody who's like willing to hang it up and doesn't really have stuff to fight for. He doesn't feel like he has to fight anymore. He doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, he just wants he to just reign wants and to... help his people. And he doesn't even want to be the king. He just wants to like be the godfather of the community and let Valkyrie do her thing. You know? Yeah. So he just wants to, you know, do his own thing. And there has to be something that motivates him to fight Gore. And right. I think that that's his motivation. Yeah, because his motivation wouldn't really come from Zeus. No. Like, it doesn't bother him that no. he doesn't want to see Zeus die, but... I mean, he's probably had conversations with Zeus in the past before. It's just not something that we've seen in the MCU. So he probably has an understanding of Zeus. He knows Zeus. He probably thinks of him as like an idiot or something. Like he's, <laughs> right. you know, but like, yeah, there, there has to be some sort of motivator for him to, to get there. Um, and I think that, you know, Jane, unfortunately dying or, um, I don't know. I, I can't see any other thing yeah. at the moment where, because there are no other like God level people around Thor at the moment, other than maybe like Peter Quill. But I, I could see if yeah. Thor were to die, I could see Hercules being like the, the next. Guy. Yeah. I could see, or Ares, I can, I can really see Hercules being a, a side character in this movie that helps avenge the death of somebody else in the family i could really see it because i think hercules makes sense for a main protagonist because he's kind of very similar to thor um Ares makes more sense as like a long-term in-between character mm-hmm. um but i could you need two of them at all times so i think hercules and Ares would make a lot of sense as the longest the, the longevity characters coming from this movie out of everybody. And you have this, you could have this story too where like Null, or not Null, but Gore uses some sort of manipulation into using Ares. Right. Yeah. Like the symbiote he's, attaches to Ares. He's got a lot of rage. <laughs> yeah. And he sees that as a thing. And then you have Hercules trying right. to save his brother. Yeah. My last question pertaining to Gore would be could we be seeing, is it possible? Um, a multi-movie villain mm. or is his demise going to be met in this movie in the comics Null and Gore don't really die Null like quote unquote dies but he is immortal like he's a god so he's yeah there's this sense of immortality with him and in the comics as well Loki resurrects Gore so, yeah. I love that story, by the yes. way. For those yes. that aren't aware, it's it's really pretty cool. Loki's obviously got this massive ego, mm. and it kind of led to the Necrosword reforming the, mm. you know, being that is Gore the God Butcher and made him even more powerful after his death, which is so cool. Yep. And then the All-Father coming in, for, coming in clutch. Yeah. So... I mean, it was... It's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy story. It, and that happened because Gore was so popular mm-hmm. that they had to bring him back somehow. 
which yeah. I, I give them kudos because if you're going to bring back somebody, the symbiote being a, a life, you know, depiction of somebody who was on its its it's in its past. I I think that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so there's so many different forms that this thing could take with, you know, like we like I've pointed to it multiple times, but Tom Hardy's Venom being in Spider-Man and leaving behind that little trace of Venom in our universe. It's that here. has a massive implication for a lot of different things. Uh, you could get into symbiote Spider-Man. You can get into Venom. Obviously, those are the two things that come to mind. But then, yeah, there's Gore. There's yeah. Noel. Noel's name was discussed in that so, uh, explanation of the the history of the symbiote too mm. yeah in, uh, absolutely in Venom, so yep he's the he's the the one he's the one above all for the symbiotes so makes sense I, I think this villain is the most excited i've been for a singular marvel villain since seeing the early thanos absolutely because um, of what could happen here and we've talked about it for a while, like, oh, I hope they cast somebody to play. And this is, like, really the first time that we really nailed a villain. Like, everybody was saying it. It's not us. But, like, everybody was like, oh, my God, I hope they would bring Gore the God Butcher. And because as soon as you started introducing him to me, I'm like, okay, how could they not? And then when we hear it's confirmed, and then you hear it's Christian Bale, and it's like yeah they've done everything right it's the vince mcmahon meme just run through the tape you know it, it, you're not far away yeah so i'm really looking forward to seeing how he portrays this this character this is going to be a phenomenal movie phenomenal character to do uh just amped up to see this thing i just really hope he's not dead with 45 minutes left in the movie like that's yeah <laughs> i really I hope, hope they don't like waste this opportunity i hope they don't do anything either with like multiverse of madness where it kind of ends flat where like he just uh, kind of gets like wrecked by something you know right. what i mean and he's just like i mean i wouldn't mind if he i mean how okay how crazy would it be if this movie ends with him destroying thor mm. not killing him but destroying him and like sending him back to where he came from and then you know people coming to the the rescue of thor and kind of banishing him off to keep him away which would set up what we feel like would be an incredible storyline do you think they could possibly let people leave the theater with gore having the upper hand or has that been done already and it's just not going to happen again i mean it could that would be an insane twist and i think that we're we're in that territory where you kind of need something like this. You know, these Marvel movies have up. been good and they've been, you know, really, really good, but you need something. You something, need, right? I, you know, it seems, and it sounds crazy because we're all MCU fans, but to common folks, common fans of the MCU, you know, the casual fans, it's like Marvel has lost steam. You know, for us, they haven't at all. For us, they've been crushing everything they're doing. But for a yeah. lot of those people, yeah, it's losing steam. The, the how do you generate? Are very formulaic. Yeah, how do you generate the eyes to come right back to get all of those people back? You could you tell some crazy story with a crazy twist like that with a director who who knows his job is secure. Yes, absolutely. So it's possible, man. It's yeah, possible we leave off with, with this with that. Yeah. awesome possibility of Thor being 
destroyed, which could set up such an amazing storyline with Gore in a, a second movie. Um, I mean, Thor Ragnarok obviously spawned this new Thor story. What if we got Ragnarok and then Love and Thunder and then Thor, you know, past, present, future, taking down Gore in a true trilogy outside of the first two movies, which kind of exist in their own, um, you know, area. Yeah, and that's... He deserved three great movies. Captain America got three great movies. Yeah. You know, I, I really think you could do something special if they got the green light. Yeah, absolutely. This easily, This easily could be a part one, part two situation where you have a continuation and a part two of another Thor movie where oh, Thor is still in control, but then you stop. have, <laughs> you have multiversal Thors. You have like three different yeah. Thors from different universes. Cause we've seen the multiple different Lokis already. The options are, you know? Oh my God. I need yeah. to stop thinking about this. Oh, I know. I'm going to get myself <laughs> in trouble cause it's not yeah. going to happen at all. But if it does, Oh my gosh. That's where somebody like Beta Ray Bill could come in. That's where yes. somebody like crazy could come in, you know. So you could get an enraged Hulk to help his brother in oh arms. Oh my gosh, like a world breaker or whatever. Thor Hulk, ne- hey, like, oh. they just almost killed Thor. Yeah. Oh, that's the level of power we're dealing with. Let me call Edward Norton real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um talking about the backstory of Gore the God Butcher. Uh, the way he'll be portrayed in the new movie Thor Love and Thunder and the possibilities we see with him moving forward. Uh, We really thank you guys for being a part of this. We hope you got an idea of what this character represents and the kind of damage he could do in the MCU if they really let him go. Uh, If you haven't already heard the episode previous to this about the gods of Marvel and sometimes more specifically the MCU, uh, that was a really fun episode where we discussed all kinds of gods on earth and omnipotence and uh you know everything in the the marvel lore that represents something greater than maybe a humanoid creature so uh those are the kinds of people that gore the god butcher is chasing after and he will be coming to your theaters in july so we will we will be there to watch um we'll be through uh uh, on this journey with you guys through each episode we'll get closer and closer to the the final day where we get to enter that theater uh, if you are enjoying these episodes, please do leave a um, a like on any of our you know Facebook posts or comment. And if you want to help us at all, the one way, uh, if you're wondering how can I, you know, help this podcast, is to just leave a, a review uh, on our Apple Podcast page. So if you can do that, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, join us for our next episode. We will have one um, as of now every Monday and Thursday. So we will see you next time, and we appreciate you. Peace reach the end game of this episode thanks for tuning in to the marvel guys podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode for more information or to connect with jordan and spencer check out the marvelguys.com the marvel guys on twitter and the marvel guys podcast on facebook and instagram we'll see you next time